Welcome back to the podcast. The only podcast done completely ironically. We need we a doodle. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> completely unscripted <Yeah>. voice. <laughs> those are those two thirds of a brain cell just coalescing. That wasn't two thirds. That was definitely like one eighth. <laughs> it required one eighth of a brain cell to completely synchronize yeah. or to. <laughs> All right, so. I kind of have a topic. You kind of have a topic. Yeah. We both just kind of have a topic. I mean, you know. We should just not talk about either. We do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just completely avoid both topics. Okay. Um... <laughs> I was about to make a big noise. I was about to say weenie doodle. <laughs> oh, I just finished Akira. Yeah, um, you not did. the movie. The you know, because it wouldn't take me that long to finish a movie. Yeah. Um, I read all six books of the Akita graphic novel. Oh my lord! <laughs> what the frick just happened? Okay, give me summarize it in three sentences, or give me a description slash summary in three sentences. You can't say the word and. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I can I can feel the wheels in your head. They are spinning. Following the aftermath of World War Three, Neo Tokyo arises from the ashes. Meanwhile, a biker gang runs into a lab escapee. And one of the members, Tatsuro, or Tatsuo, <laughs> uh, is gifted or cursed with psychic powers. That's three sentences. That's one sentence. I said no. <laughs> I know. I know. That's the thing. I was gonna. I was gonna say that was three sentences, and that was literally like the first two pages of the series. Yes. Yeah. That was one sentence. Yeah. Okay, we'll stop there. Because I told you no and. Yeah. And you but did say and. When? Uh, it was whenever you were describing the biker gang. You say, like, and discover psychic powers or something like that. Yeah. I was going to cut you off, but I was like, nah, he's doing fine. Because the first two, what I thought were sentences. No, I was, uh, I was trying to fit at least one part of the first book uh in a sentence one part of the first book yeah you know a, a little bit more than the first two pages because you are you are correct that it's literally the first two pages of the first book yeah and the, there's six of these yeah like it's not even like the type of thing to where there's like subplots and like that yeah, no it's all just one plot basically yeah it's one plot that just spirals so far out of control yeah, that there are a lot of things that need to be addressed, addressed. just from the one yeah. thing and like i guess there are subplots but they all tie into the main plot more than what i would consider to be a subplot yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes it's sense. more like there's just a lot of parties. Yeah. And so because of that, there's a lot of facets. There's a lot of parties with different interests. And yeah. so you have different points of view and different yeah. actions being done, but all addressing the same, same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I would find it hard to call that a subplot. 
um, has these. It's almost like a different version of the same story. Yes. Yeah. Has these really weird themes of control. Yeah. Um, control. Control and defying it, or trying to create control. Just control. Okay. Just themes of control. Okay. Control. I guess you could say defying it, because rebellion is also a very big theme. Yeah. But it also seems like seeking control is a pretty huge Yeah. But that's player. I guess that's what I mean by control. Yeah. Just yeah. like control and like I have to summarize it in that one word because like it just encapsulates a lot. Yeah. And even things like past trauma and like drug abuse. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot in this goes series on. yeah so so not to mention the fact that there's like psychics and stuff yeah so h- how much would you pay for a full-fledged series like animated series and the other thing is would you want it done in the original basically the original 80s style for the, like the original movie or would you want it like updated i'd be complete like i would be completely fine with either like, okay. obviously, like, obviously, they're... <laughs> <laughs> obviously, like, obviously. <laughs> obviously, like, we need to Um, the 80s animation style has its own charm. Yeah. And almost purpose. And purpose. Yeah. Um, but there, I think there's definitely a case to be made that the art style belongs in that time you know we don't need to keep that art style yeah just because the original looked like that yeah yeah um i get you like i I think kind of like how jojo's changes yeah jojo's changes constantly like even in the three part like the only two parts out of the same animation style are part one and part two yeah because they're the same season yeah even the three parts that have the most similar, or like other than those two that have the similar art styles, four, five, and six, yeah, are still different. Yeah, like you look at them and they're you're like, yeah, no, these are different. Uh, it's just like how they do like color shading and yeah. that sort of thing, which is really cool. Yeah, um, and I love how they experiment with that. I think, I think part six is an in between of part three and part five. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things like uh, like really cross hatched lips and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. But like, honestly, part... I'm a big fan of Part Six's art style. Oh yeah. I actually I really like yeah. Part Six. Part Six looks really good. I, I honestly think Part Six might be like my second or third favorite animated or just uh, just in general. Really, I really like Part Six. Part... I think it's actually pretty cool. It it's really interesting. I think Part Six is is kind is actually pretty cool. And it's very JoJo's because it's very stupid. <laughs> it's just you have. I know I haven't even scratched the surface, and I'm very excited. Yeah, no. I, I love how ridiculous. I don't know how some people feel about how ridiculous JoJo's gets, but like, I I totally understand the hate for like in part five where Crimson King Crimson punches the sun in the, the back, back of his, his head. head, and I also hate that part. But I also love it because it's, it's so just, stupid. Yeah. It's so BS, and I'm just like, yeah. but that's that's exactly mm. what this series is almost all about. It's just, it's so full fledged, mm. dumb, and blown out of proportions, but really wants to take itself seriously. And do you know what's funny? 
Yeah. Iraqi describes his own personal, like, writing style as experimental. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But, like, so the, the series wants to take itself seriously. And if you're willing to play along in a sense, mm-hmm. you will also take it in quotations seriously. seriously. But you know damn well this series is dumb. dumb. Like, this is bogus. This is stupid. But you're going to take it seriously just because it makes it so much better. better. Yeah. And, like, that's that's what it's all about. So part six is yeah. almost like a perfect culmination yeah. of that to me. JoJo's is shockingly meta. Yeah. Like, y- you can't watch... Like, you can watch the first three parts of JoJo's face value. Yeah. I'd say even four parts. Yeah. Part five is when it starts getting, like... I think part four is when it starts kicking it up a notch honestly think about it dude there's some dumb stuff that there, there's some part. really dumb stuff like, like punching spaghetti but like that makes sense within the context of it the ma- show it makes sense within the context of the show but why is this the context of the show why were they in a restaurant with like a sh- chef a food stand of some kind or something. I don't. Re- I really don't remember what happened it's, there. It, the, it's just, I, I'm having a very hard time recalling what that was even about. That episode is literally just showing how uh, paranoid Josuke has become. Yeah, because he's like taking everything that's going on as like a bad sign. Even though, okay, Asu's just like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. Yeah, because like the effects are so like gruesome. But then yeah. he's just like, oh yeah, this feels great. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, we're, gonna, we're gonna die. <laughs> but you, but you yeah. see what I mean. I do yeah. think it's part four where things start getting really yeah, stupid. It is, but part five is whenever you have to like, you cannot enjoy JoJo's as a regular show anymore. Oh, okay, okay. You have to like take a step back, and you're viewing it from a different lens. Yeah. Okay, I can agree with this. I yeah. can definitely agree with this. In order to like actually enjoy it, I think part two of the first four parts might even. Is also pretty ridiculous. It's probably the second most ridiculous of the first four parts. Part two. Just think about the Pillarmen. The Pillarmen just, are... Just think about the Pillarmen. The Pillarmen are really dumb. Also, there's Nazis. Also, there's Nazis. Need I say more? Also, there's a vampire at the beginning. Actually, they're all technically vampires. But there's like a vampire vampire at the beginning. And the main character pulls out a Tommy gun from, like, behind his shirt and shoots him. And also grenades. Yeah. So, like, really think about yeah, that. Yeah, part two, part two gets that, really That's dumb. pretty much how part two yeah. opens. Part two opens with the main character shooting a Coke bottle cap to break a police officer's thumb. Nose. No, his fingers. Oh, his he shoots that's his, right, He shoots yeah. his hand while he's going to shoot him, basically, and breaks his fingers <laughs> with a Coke bottle cap. Because it's, like, energy charged or something like that with his magical breathing powers. Yeah. Let's also not forget to mention the fact that the sidekick's ma- uh, magic energy breathing powers encapsulates uh, bubbles. Yes. Like a special soap. Yeah. Let's also think about the fact that we were talking about Akira, but we completely derailed and started talking about Jojo's. Yeah. Also, I think it's really interesting how Akira... Uh, Akira? Not Crawled Jojo's. so Jojo's could run. <laughs> Akira? Bao. The other... One of the other mangas that... Iraqi um, wrote. Iraqi wrote. And 2003 Angley Hulk actually have, like, a similarity in theme. Wait, what? Of suppressing the monster within. 
and like past trauma and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like all three of them have that theme in common. I just think it's really funny. <laughs> but but the culmination of all of that is releasing the monster, and that's how you get uncut gems. What the dog doing? <laughs> <laughs> the monster's been released. Heavy <laughs> said, "What the dog doing?" <laughs> all hell is broken loose. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just a funny thing. Honestly, I I kind of want to watch the original bio anime. I think it actually sounds really cool. Nice. I, I just read the summary. Yeah. I'm just like, I would like to see this yeah, anime. Maybe we'll check it out. Yeah. After we finish like my neighbor Totoro. You mean Grave of the Fireflies? We're not watching Totoro. <clears throat> that wasn't what I meant to say. Uh, Kotoro lives alone. Oh. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> My neighbor Kotaro. <laughs> I mean, it's practical what the anime is. Yeah. Except it... way more depressing. <sighs> but, but, like, you think it's about like, it's going to be about Kotaro, but then it's really about, like, a lot more characters other than just Kotaro. Yeah. It's about how Kotaro yeah. brings out everyone, everyone to address yeah. their, problems. their problems. Yeah. Also, we haven't watched it in so long. I thought we were going to watch them today, and we just... I fell asleep. Yeah. The truth. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't your fault. It was my fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also had a lot of stuff spinning in my head yeah. for, for the campaign I'm designing. So I, I should definitely like be getting on the computer more and like working on my DM notes and I'm just not. Yeah. It's not as pressing for some reason. Right, right now I'm in like a very uh, inspired phase in my mind. Like I'm, I'm like really ready for DM notes right now. I'm just in a good position for some reason. I'm never ready for DM notes, dude. Yeah, DM notes kick my butt, dude. Really? Yeah, that sucks. Like a lot more than I would think. And it's funny because like I'm like jealous of your position when it comes to DM notes. I'm like, man, Tevi has a full fledged world. It must be so easy to just crack out some DM notes. I don't know. But what I can't it, tell. I don't know what it is. It's just <laughs> you just feel very sluggish when you do yeah. it. Maybe it's because it's almost overbearing because you have yeah. so much stuff stuff in your that head. I just need to. Yeah, because for me, everything because I don't have things developed. As I'm typing, I'm thinking of more things. It's and I'm just, like, oh, okay, yeah, let's do it's that. It's like pouring. Okay, let me do that. It's pouring out from the source instead of like, oh my gosh, I'm overflowing and like I'm just like steadily just letting it all out yeah 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 the fact that i come away from my notes and be like wow i still hardly have anything <laughs> because also at the same time i'm still developing as i'm writing my notes yeah. even though i have a quote-unquote like incredibly developed world i still am just like well no i need this and i want this and I should probably put this. And yeah. Like I should, well, maybe this isn't too fleshed out. Maybe I'll work on this a little bit, yeah. actually, and yeah. flesh this out a bit more. Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. So I think I can use this as a nice little segue. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can. You can. Yeah. Wow. We're, yeah. We're not going to ignore our topics. Let's go. <laughs> I didn't really want to, because I'm actually, like, kind of excited to, I guess, share this. So I'm currently in the process. We're going to talk about D&D for a little bit. But, uh -oh. but don't worry. This isn't, like... D and D D and D. This, this is like stats and yeah. Rules this and... is this is world building D and D and descriptions and things that you can picture in your head and just like close your eyes and imagine kind of D and D. The part of D and D that anyone can appreciate. So basically, I'll I'll give a quick rundown on what I'm doing. I'm making a little 
campaign for some buddies of mine, obviously, and the setting is somewhat themed off of the my one of my favorite anime series, uh, Made in Abyss. Premise of that, there's a giant hole in the middle of the city, it's like absolutely enormous, and it has tons of little sections in it that have all kinds of monsters and layers and features, and there's lots of like relics on the inside, more or less the idea, and it's really, really cool. Um, so basically, what I'm writing is a campaign that I'm calling From the Depths of Chaos. Um, I'll, like, read, like, the first, maybe, paragraph or two of, like, what the setting is. So, uh, actually, I think I just need to read the, the first paragraph. Uh, hundreds of years ago, a chasm opened up in the center of one of the most populated cities in the world known as Concordia. The chasm swallowed the city, its wealth, knowledge, and people. The chasm spanned a diameter wider than that of the city, causing recovery of anything the city contained to be incredibly difficult. The depths of this chasm are estimated to be about 14 miles, but it is possible that its depth is greater. The opening of the chasm is around 70 miles, but the chasm itself, but the chasm itself both widens and narrows as one descends. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much mm-hmm. the idea. Let's see. Oh, here, here's another little interesting tidbit. Uh, treasures discovered underneath the, uh, along with this, there were treasures discovered in, underneath the surface. Much of Concordia remains to be recovered, and, but there is far more than the relics of the city that remain in this chasm. Structures that were not part of Concordia and objects of unknown origin have been the motive of many of those explorers who venture into the chasm. The very environment, or more environments, baffle many who dare to enter and open many more questions than answers. And so, anyways, this chasm is called Chaos. Yeah. Um, so, as I stated, there's, like, sections in Chaos, or regions, that I've dubbed them. Uh, and I just finished basically making a little, like, setting description, or not setting, environmental description of, of the first uppermost region. Uh, so I guess I'll just read that real quick, because I think it's really cool, and I'm really happy with how it came out. So, the regions of chaos. There are seven regions within chaos, each housing various environments, creatures, and aspects in all. The sections from the topmost to the deepest are as follows. Luxuria, Gula, Avaricia, Decidia, Ira, Invidia, and Superbia. So, the first section is called Luxuria. About half a mile underneath the surface of the earth is the first region known as Luxuria. Luxuria. The section spans about two miles vertically and has and has a diameter about 62 miles at its widest point and spans about 3,020 square miles. It is commonly regarded as the easiest to understand, though its ecosystem and environment do not necessarily conform to some natural laws. The region flows with waterfalls and other basins featuring a large lake known as the Sea of Luxuria, which spans about 1,200 square miles and is about 40 miles at its widest point. The water is naturally bubbly or fizzy and warm. It is crystal clear and sparkles delightfully with the light that comes down from the surface, whether by day or by night. Many of the creatures that live in this section have flight, or abilities that aid them in climbing, as the terrain is segmented, appearing almost like floating islands throughout the region. The trees and general terrain of the region are more natural looking than each of the other sections, featuring even some generic plant life such as great oak trees which grow much larger than the ordinary oak found in the other parts of the world. These trees feature exceptionally strong bark, giving them the unnatural ability to hold chunks of land, giving Luxuria its signature floating islands. About 40% of what was recovered from the collapsed city of Concordia was done in this section. However, to the east of the Sea of Luxuria is a large gaping opening, which leads further into chaos. This opening is known as the Breach of Luxuria, or, more simply, the Breach. 
Much of Concordia fell down this opening during its collapse. One of the most bizarre facts about Luxuria is the presence of its ecosystem, which would have taken ages to develop, yet was there since the collapse of Concordia, indicating, indicating its lack of a need for sunlight. While Luxuria features much beauty, its greatest dangers are the predators in combination with difficult-to-navigate terrain, along with strange weather phenomenon. Travelers that are poorly equipped, e poorly equipped may find themselves cornered by creatures near cliffsides with no method of escape. Just real quick, cornered by creatures at cliffsides. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very unintentional on my part. <laughs> uh, occasionally, the Sea of Luxuria spawns clouds of light violet mist, which are extremely hot, and drop dark purple stones called violet tears. These tears are extremely fragile and usually shatter upon contact with anything, and also cause intense burning pain when in direct contact with skin. This concludes much of the primary information about the first region of chaos. Nice. And I was really happy with how that also, came out. Also, just, this place is massive. Yes, it's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you calculated, like, yes, the I square did. mileage. Yes. Yeah, yes. let's go. <laughs> doing math for school, or <laughs> doing math for D&D. <laughs> Easy. Freaking lens flare glasses and everything. Nerd emoji. <laughs> so, yeah, I was really happy with how that came out. I think it's pretty picturesque. Mm -hmm. I, I like the idea of the trees are what cause the floating mm -hmm. islands and stuff, and how they're just unnaturally strong and stuff and stable. <laughs> the reeds just holding up like continent-sized pieces of <laughs> land. Not quite, but obviously large mm -hmm. sections, like maybe like acre, acre to multiple acres in length, mm -hmm. just from these enormous trees. trees. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was really cool. That is really cool. I, I can't wait to play in it. <laughs> Except what's really funny is that's going to be the last, last section play, you yeah. guys get to. Because they're starting from the bottom. Yeah. The campaign's going to get easier as we go on. Technically, no. Not, yeah. Because uh, they're all around equally treacherous. So weird. Yeah. It's unlike Maiden Abyss. To where yes, it gets worse get the further in Worse you go. and worse and so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to try to make it like, obviously, this area would theoretically be easier because it's the most natural and mm -hmm. understandable. But no matter what, in any of the sections you go to, if you don't have things prepared to be able to uh, tackle this, this section, yeah. you're underprepared and you're likely to die. You are going to die. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to... I was trying to think of like, okay, so this is obviously a very almost paradise-esque region, you know? Mm. Like, what? what's a way that I can just make it treacherous? And I was like, ooh, what if there were just these clouds of mist that kind of just mm. float around and just could, like, kill you, practically? <laughs> <laughs> Carbon monoxide. Yeah, but that's the thing is, it's not toxic. Yeah. It's not toxic, it's just stupid hot. It's mm -hmm. like a steam, basically. Yeah, just vapor. Yeah, it's just a vapor, and then it just rains these little shards, basically, that burn you. <laughs> I don't know, it's just like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, the violet color that they have and stuff like that. It's some, like, you can picture it, but it's clearly unnatural. Yeah, but at the same time, it's, like, easy enough it's, to yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not getting Lovecraftian we, or anything. We've seen oak trees before. These are just larger, larger and have yeah. large chunks of land attached to their root systems. We've seen fog and mist before, but this is violet-colored and for some reason extremely hot. And drops crystals. Yeah. But we've seen crystals before. We've just never seen it drop from mist. Yeah. 
We've seen so, rain though. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. It is. Pretty I cool. also really like the the names of everything in general. Mm-hmm. I like Concordia and Chaos, yeah. which I think is super cool. Concordia is Latin for harmony. Mm. So thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That's so, pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. So what do you think? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> I think that uh, your mama couldn't fit in there. She's too big. Uh, yeah. Everyone knows that. Stupid. Uh, yeah, because uh, everyone... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think talking about DM notes can also, or lack thereof for me, <laughs> can uh, transition into my topic of uh, dealing with burnout. Ooh, yeah, that's a crummy feeling. Ah, uh, school has been kicking my butt because it's this really weird mixture of easy but tedious. Yeah, like right, right yeah, now. So you're not getting challenged at all. So it's not engaging. And it's, it, yeah, you, you can't even have that pleasure of something being challenging enough for it to engage you. It's just this is so easy, and I'm not learning anything. And well, it's not even like so easy that I'm not learning anything. It's just like, yep, this is... Uh, so you're going is, through the motions more than yeah, this is Yeah, this is school. I'm doing school. Okay, yeah, school. Sort of thing. Yeah. But like... And then by the time you're done, you're just like, I... Not even <laughs> by the time I'm done. By the time I'm done with one subject. Yeah. And you're just like, and right, just, uh, let's yeah. do something else. And like... I keep fall like I'll fall asleep at the end of history lectures or like I'll be doing like Spanish or something and I'll just be like I just want to take a nap but it'll only be like 11 yeah and I'm just like but if I take a nap now I go to work at like 2 yeah like 2 30 I don't really have time to do that I want to play JoJo's (laughs) I need to practice mandolin yeah I need to do other things and I'm just but I have to do school. Yeah. And it's just kind of like And it just, it just drains, dude. Yeah. It just... I just... And I don't know what to do. This isn't necessarily... I don't know if this is exactly helpful, but it's something I've kind of had to almost acknowledge and just accept um, when it comes to school. Because, like... So, you know, I have three separate days during my week where i consistently every week just do like a social thing mm-hmm. two of them being D and the other one being board game with some other buddies mm-hmm. and so you know i have this every week and sometimes i think to myself like what if i didn't have those things and i just dedi- dedicated them to school the problem is i know i wouldn't dedicate yeah no them to you, school you couldn't because i just Basically, I just wouldn't want to. In exactly, a sense. and in in a sense, that means you can't. And, and like exactly, exactly. So I can't push myself to do it because I'm just yeah. not going to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> flat out. So I just kind of have to accept this and just like. So am I actually wasting my time? No, and it's like you're actually yes and you're no. actually being very productive with your time because you're sharpening the saw. Yeah, you're allowing yourself to rest before you jump back into the fire. Yeah. Or, like, even when I'm doing school, like, you know, I'll do a subject, and then I'm just like, okay, I need to do something else. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like, let me do something else. Turn off the brain, for lack of a better word. Just let it relax for a bit. Yeah. Just... Engage it in a different manner. Mm-hmm. 
and then and then I'll get back to it. And even if I don't get back to it today, well, luckily, especially for me, I'm not a procrastinator at all. Yeah. But I am, of us are. I am good enough with my time to where, like, when I feel things are pressing. approaching or yeah. pressing, I'm like, all right. You know how to... My, it, it, we know how to prioritize. Yeah, it activates my brain enough to where it's like, okay, I can kind of do double time, in mm-hmm. a sense. And, like, my brain is willing to do it, and it'll keep up with it. Because like, it understands, okay, yeah. I have to do like, this. Like, I did that with my history class last year. At the end of the semester, I was slacking so hard. Well, and it wasn't necessarily just because I wanted to slack. It's because I was going through a pretty, really rough patch. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, for the first, like, three weeks of this seven-session trial, I think I got, like, one test done. And I had four for the history class alone. And I also had Spanish to do. And there's six of those. I think I had two Spanish ones and then the one history one. And three weeks had already gone by. And so I hit week four, and I was just like, all right, time to kick it into high gear. And I did, and I did. The thing is, my brain never. It obviously did get its tiredness, but it was like at a slower rate. Yeah. Like, and my brain was obviously more focused on the pressing matter at hand, but it was also. was almost equally tiring. Yeah. Compared to other times where I don't have that, that pressing matter. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Just. Yeah. Your brain can do it, and I yeah. know yours can, for sure. Neither of us have the horrendous habit of, of procrastination. Yeah. Neither of us do. We're pretty good at staying on top of things. I just really hope I'm not developing that habit. I don't really think you are. Yeah. I think... I don't think you are because I basically know why it's happening. Yeah. It's just because... I mean, for one, there's just this desire of, like, I don't want to, but at the same time, you also understand you need to. Yeah. So you're still doing it. It's just slowly. Yeah. But doing it slowly is still doing, doing it. it. It's not doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Because a lot of people just do nothing. Yeah. Or you like, know. you know, I get distracted easily. Yeah. No, no, no I, I get that. Yeah. Actually, on another note, I deleted all of my teams on Pokemon Showdown. Like, last week. <sighs> yeah. And it, and it wasn't even because I was like, I need to do this. It was just like, my brain was like, actually, you know what? I think I can acknowledge that I do not need to do this. Yeah. So I just deleted them all. And haven't looked back since. I haven't played Pokemon Showdown in a little while. No. Even though it's pretty much always been one of my main distractions when it comes to school. But basically, I was I was just battling, right? And then I finished the battle, and then I just thought to myself, this does not matter in the slightest. Yeah. This gets me absolutely nowhere mm. and this isn't even really something i'm like passionate about, about. you're just doing it i'm to not developing i'm not developing any sort of skill with this game like even at gaming wise yeah i enjoy it but my level that i have right now is a level that i can just keep with me and if i ever feel like going back i'm not gonna yeah. be set back in any sort of way and i'm not really looking to improve at this either yeah so i'm like you know what let's just delete all the teams yeah and i think we can just live with that so i have one team and it's just a magic carp so yeah yeah and i am completely satisfied with this i feel good about it <sighs> that's baller yeah <laughs> it's gamer yeah yeah so i'm happy with that you know it was literally just like a one second to the next just my brain was like I do not need this. Mm. Deleted it. <laughs> and that was it. It's like whenever a deer realizes it can, like, kick a cheetah in the face. Or, like, yeah. an antelope realizes yeah. it can and kick a cheetah the, in the, the face. Tevi knows how much of a problem Pokemon Showdown has been for me since, yeah. my start, since I started my college career. It has been a huge, huge. distraction. Yeah. 
So just the out of nowhere decision to just be like, it's no. very sudden. It's yeah. very shocking. Yeah, and it was so easy too. Yeah. Like it was super cold turkey. It wasn't even just like, wasn't yeah. even. It was hardly was ripping zero, off a bandaid. Yeah, no, yeah. it was zero thought in, yeah. in my head. I was like, no. Bada boom, bada bing. Yeah. And and the thing is, I did it, and like as I did it, I was like, you know, I can just devote the time that I had on Pokemon Showdown to developing my DM notes. I don't have to do school. I can do something else, but something else that I actually also would so, like yeah. to progress on, like my DM notes. Yeah. So it, I feel more free yeah. to pursue D and D. You know, not even and just school. And that's just something I'm really struggling with right now. Is like, I don't know what I want to pursue whenever I'm not pursuing school. Mm. Honestly, I say let the JoJo train ride. Yeah. I say just just play it. Just play some just, just enjoy it because yeah. you have it right now. And it's it's the new thing right now that you're enjoying. Your buddy's enjoying it. So just enjoy it. Yeah. And then after a while, maybe you'll just be like, all right, I think I think I'm done with JoJo's. Because Street Fighter Six came because out. Because Street Fighter Six came out and now I'm going to do that. And then you can just do that instead. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like, I also, again, want to be working on that whole, like, not polyglot, polygraph thing. Like, I want to develop multiple talents. Mm, yeah. But, like, I don't know. Like, I need to fix my ukulele. I don't actually know where the G-string is. It's, uh, uh it's in your butt, dude. <laughs> I was, every time I say G-string, I'm exactly. like, that is something. That's a thing related to something. No, Justin, it's a thong. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> nice. Epic. Uh, I feel uh, like a freaking retard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are one. <laughs> um, it's uh, underneath the piano bench. Gotcha. Okay. It's there. Yeah. I'll probably maybe I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. The thing I don't know how to do it. Yeah. Obviously, I could just look up a YouTube video and do it. But I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty easy on the violin. I'm sure it's equally easy on the yeah. ukulele yeah like i know yeah, the peg, sure. i know the pegs are a little bit different like i know the tuners are different because yeah. you don't you don't tighten or loosen it's just like something weird with the cure mechanisms i didn't but, actually know that like you don't like i don't think you have too as much of a fear of like snapping oh, a string them. yeah i don't think like so. like you just if you just look at the mechanisms it's very different from a violin because like with a violin the string, the peg will has like a little hole in it. Okay. You put the string yeah. through the peg. Yeah. And then, and then you, you twist, twist it around. It, and you literally see the uh, string. I want to say the around. ukulele is the same. Really? I'm pretty sure. Because I'm pretty sure I remember like I could see the end rotating around the peg. The peg. Okay. As I was tuning it. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Maybe I'm really stupid. Yeah. I, I mean, I am. But... <laughs> You're like Socrates. <laughs> The only thing I know is that, that I, I know nothing. that I do your mom every night. <laughs> Dude! Dude! That's gross. <laughs> That's gross. She is like 800 million pounds. <laughs> Bro! She wouldn't even be able to fit in chaos. <laughs> we already made that joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... It's going on through my head right now. Yeah, I do need to get back on the ukulele. I want to write a shanty. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's like super random. Yeah. I I, I do want to write write one. 
I need to work on, I guess, I think it's strum patterns right now. Mm. I need to work on developing strum pattern yeah. for breaking the habit. Honestly, what I need to work on is learning how to sing and play at the same time. Work on strumming pattern first. I kind of have strumming patterns. I'm naturally rhythmic, and strumming patterns come to me pretty easily. Like, like even just, like, different types of strumming patterns. Mm. One thing, obviously, there's technique. Yeah. Like different types of techniques for different types of strumming patterns, and those I don't know how to do. But just with basic strumming patterns, I can do them just fine. And what I mean is, like, I want to work on doing basic strumming patterns yeah. and singing at the same time. Because even know. if I know a complicated strumming pattern, but I still can't sing it, like, that's not going to yeah. get me anywhere. <laughs> I, I know, but just, uh, like, whenever I look at, like, songs and, like, where the chords align, like, you can't do certain strumming patterns with particular patterns of uh, well, not like even chords, just that. depending it's... on where they come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Like, you can do it, like, completely fine for, like, most of the song, but, like, in yeah. these... but, like, certain parts, parts... The freaking G chord comes in, like, a third of the way in through the measure, yeah. so it sounds weird, weird. whenever you're doing it yeah. with this strumming pattern. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Sometimes I've ac- I've learned to basically change the strumming pattern yeah. at a specific point, yeah, I don't, I don't know and how it to, works. I don't know how to cope with that yet. Oh, so okay. <laughs> so I need to inhale some copium. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, I would figure those things out right away, yeah. even though I have no practice or teaching yeah. on those types of... That's what I mean by... I'm pretty sure I'm actually pretty good at strumming patterns. Because yeah. so <laughs> I, I can figure those yeah. things out on the fly, basically. I, I, need, I need to practice that. That's a big thing I need to practice. Yeah. Um, just still practicing fundamentals on my drawing. That's still just... I have a plan of what I want to work on before I work on grit. Nice. I won't say what it is. Okay. I'll like start working on it and then I'll show you. Nice. Sounds good. Um whenever that happens. <laughs> um I'll be like twenty seven. I'm gonna guess uh, facial designs. What do you mean? Working on like different facial designs, basically. Oh well that's gonna come in like with the fundamentals practice. Oh, okay. But like a project. Oh okay. again, I'm a very goal oriented person. Yes, I like yes. to have goals. I I really hate just being like, I'm going to practice faces. Like, I can't... Well, what I can't, does that mean? Yeah, yeah. I can't do that. What does that, that look like? What, when do you achieve... How do you achieve progress? Again, or, one, uh, one thing with... Measure progress. Yeah, again, yeah. again one thing with DM notes is like, I'm going to work on DM notes. Where do I start? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was trying to tell yeah. you. Like, okay, choose yeah. specific themes yeah. and then to fill out. You just have to get the ball rolling. Yeah. yeah. That is how I feel. Get yeah. the ball rolling, and suddenly I'm like, "Whoa!" I yeah. just finished all of Again, that. Again, momentum is so important. People really people is. don't realize just how much of their life is impeded by pure inertia. Yeah, by just the fact that they haven't started. started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You like how our podcast sometimes just becomes like a self help podcast. Oh yeah, but not even for the audience necessarily. It's for like, us. For us, yeah. it's us just reviewing how we're going to improve ourselves and figure out I mean, how to achieve the goals. It's because we we're horrible people. We're trying yeah. we're trying to evolve from like maggots to like rotten cabbage by I the end of the podcast. Maggots, dude. <laughs> we're like pond scum. Yeah. Yeah. And we're trying to get to dry pond scum at the edge of the pond. Yeah. We we're trying to provide shelf- shelter for like Micro life, yeah, yeah, microecology, yeah, that eats poop, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Still, just working on a lot of three D shapes right now. Yeah, I need to work on bodies again. Like the like, there's 
there's this like one article that I've been following that I just like look at the sketches and just like try to like visualize how they do things. Okay, real quick, I did just realize that the micro life eating poop thing could almost be traced as an analogy of us providing a podcast for listeners. Meaning that we just said that our listeners are micro life that eats poop. And that's not true at all. I love yes. our listeners. I love our greatly. listeners. All the ones that I know personally, you all are fantastic people, by the way. And I just want to let you know that. And you are amazing. I love you very much. But I mean, sometimes even the dogs that we love eat their own poop. So this is true. <laughs> but yeah. And if I, even if I don't know you, you're a great person. Yeah. And if you can take anything away from this podcast. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Actually, no, I could have. I think I'm going to say. <laughs> you could have said better. Yeah. Maybe weenie doodle. Yeah. That would have been a little smarter. I mean, like, that what's the dog doing? Yeah. That's a little better. It's a little better. Okay. It's still a little, um, uh, what do you call it? It's a word that starts... Superficial. Not... <laughs> no. What, what's the word? I want to say it starts with a G. It means, like, uh... Unnecessary? No, 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 no. no. Like, with language, whenever it's, like, not, not basic, but, like, uh, crude, almost... What is the word? It starts with a G or maybe a C. Uh, common? Kind of like common. Vulgar? Yes, vulgar. That's the word I'm looking for. Oh my gosh. It doesn't start with a G or a C. There's but a G that, in but there. But that, that was the word that I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a little too vulgar. Yeah. little too vulgar. Not inappropriate, just vulgar. vulgar. Yeah. A, little, a little low. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I think we can say? What can we say? I think we can say to tell the audience to remember <laughs> to, to stay, stay poggers. poggers.